Hey, Story Pillar friends. It's me, Meg. Grownups, if you and your kids love Story Pillar and want lots more Story Pillar episodes, please consider making a donation on Ko-fi. It's just like Patreon, but with fewer fees, and every little bit helps us create more fantastic episodes for your family's ears. Head to ko-fi.com slash storypillar or check out the episode notes for the link. Also, grown-ups, if you and your kids are on the lookout for a fresh take on fairy tale favorites, check out the Barely Bear podcast, a common sense media best podcast of 2022. Every Barely Bear fairy tale features empowered princesses from diverse backgrounds that are more than capable of saving themselves should the need arise. Join the adventures of Lamai, Adila, Princess Amira, and many more at barelybear.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, ready for the show? Hey, I'm so happy you're back. I'm Meg, a human person. (laughs) And that's Sparky, our giant chicken. (laughs) And I'm Sneep, I'm a caterpillar with five gazillion red sneakers and really sweaty armpits right now for some reason. Ew. <laughs> uh, Sneak, did you have broccoli for breakfast today or something? Absolutely bootly not. I had pancakes with ketchup and sprinkles. Yummy, bummy, wummy. <laughs> Why? Oh, the squeaking. Nope, that's not my butt this time. <laughs> that was my butt. <laughs> so, I wonder what's making that other squeaking sound then. It's me. And this rubber duck stress ball thingy our moms gave me. Uh Uh-oh. Are you okay, Bean? Um, not really. Taking deep breaths and squeezing this thing are the only things keeping me from exploding in a boiling hot volcano of anger. She's gonna blow! (laughs) Sneak! Uh... How about I quickly introduce you, Bean, so we can get to the feelings check-in? Because that might actually help. Yes, please. This is Bean. She's a butterfly, and she's doing a really great job of trying to stay calm right now. Thank you. And now that you know who we are, this is Story Story Pillar. Story Pillar. I feel a story coming on Wonder where we'll end up today We'll blast around the world We'll sneak and be leading the way Go Story Pillar, we're in this together No stopping us full speed ahead Go Story Pillar, shake it up a little Make cloudy skies brighter with friends everyone. Welcome to the fourth episode of season two of Story Pillar. This is a podcast where we tackle sticky situations, explore stories from all over the world, and pick up advice from you, our listeners. Uh, you might want to shake a leg, Megapeg. We need a feelings check in 10 seconds. 
Timsag. Timsag. As in 20 million seconds ago, before Beanie Weenie is a molten mound of mad magma. Okay, let's check in with our listeners and Bean and find out what sticky situation we're tackling this week. Listeners, how are you feeling today? Did you hear all that squeaking? Other French toast with broccoli is a thing now. Or I'm not the only one using a squeezy dog with giant eyeballs to keep my head from popping off right now. You said it, Sister Westermister. Speaking of which, Bean, what happened? Well, um, yesterday... Jasmine and Andres and me were, like, racing the remote control cars that we built. <gasps> Ooh, and I named Bean's tuna fish can car the Great Flying Tuna! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we were, like, racing in the park and minding our own business. And then one Neri came out of nowhere, grabbed Andres's car, and just decided it was, like, magically his, which is just not okay. <laughs> and that's why you look like a skinny tomato with wings and are squeezing the eyeballs off of that poor, innocent little squeaky duck. It's all clear as coconuts. No, well, yeah, I mean, what made me even matter was that I just stood there. Like, I wanted to stick up for Andres and get his car back, but my hands got sweaty and I couldn't think straight and I just didn't do anything at all. Oh, Bean, this is about as sticky a situation as you can get. You know, wanting to stand up for someone, but feeling nervous and afraid and not really knowing how to actually do it. Yeah, that's kind of exactly how I feel. And it's terrible. But I guess we kind of have our sticky situation for today, right? What's a good way to stick up for a friend? We'll put that lava on a pause because it's story time. <laughs> yep. This week, we're traveling to Brazil, the largest country in South America. It's huge, and it shares a border with 10 out of 12 of the other South American countries, including Suriname to the north, Peru and Bolivia to the west, and Argentina to the southwest. It also has a little bit of everything. Coastlines, rainforests, prairies, savannas, mountains, and it's actually the most biodiverse nation in the world, which means it's the country with the highest variety of plants and animals. Exactly, boot like the amazing Brazilian tree hopper, which I talked about on my <gasps> sneak attack last week. It's a tiny little bug, only about the size of a pea. And the coolest thing is that they have a crown of tiny little hairy balls that looks exactly like a deadly ant fungus. And its unique shape is the Brazilian tree hopper's way of saying, better not bite me, you big old boot. Unless you want to be fungified. <laughs> okay, before we start the story, many people in Brazil speak Brazilian Portuguese. And my friend Laura said that tudo bem is one way of saying what's up. Want to try? Tudo bem. Tudo bem. Yep, like that. Listeners, your turn. Great. Okay, rocket time sneak. Buckle your barnacles, everybody. And camp. Down. Three, two, one. 
Stand Tall and Samba by Molly Murphy. Adapted from How the Hen Got Her Speckles by Elsie Spicer Elves. If you ever needed to find Beatriz Cordozo Silva, all you had to do was hike into the lush rainforest she called home. She'd likely be there, losing track of time, wandering underneath the cacao trees and chatting with the colorful toucans. Beatriz was easy to spot. She was dressed in the clothes of an explorer, with binoculars around her neck and a bright white feather tucked behind her ear. Her head was always bent over her well-worn journal as she wrote about the tamarind monkeys and their silly gray mustaches and sketched the spiraling ferns that thrived in the shade. Beatriz dreamt of becoming a plant scientist, or as they're more officially known, a botanist. More than anything, she wished to spread her love of nature across the kingdom. But when she stepped too far from the past that she knew, all she wanted to do was curl up until she was as tiny as an acai berry. Once, she stumbled on a small plant in a dark corner of the forest that was fern-like and bright green with many leaves outstretched and giving her a friendly wave. She waved back gleefully and squatted down into the earth ready to take in every detail of her new friend. But as she got closer, its leaves recoiled nervously, unsure of the curious young girl staring in its direction. It looked just as anxious as Beatriz did when she was face to face with something new. Oh, I know how you feel. Beatriz gently scooped up the plant. But this song always makes me feel better. So maybe it'll help you too. When you're planting seeds of doubt, think the sun might not come out. Remember that just as you are, you're a bright and shining star And even if you do forget Don't you worry, don't you fret Cause I'll tell you you're the best And put those worries right to rest as Beatriz sang, the plant swayed and opened up one of its drooping leaves, and then another, until eventually it was dancing a little samba and sparkling like a night sky filled with stars. Beatriz's heart thudded excitedly. She was sure that everyone could relate to this plant, how it folded and drooped with doubt, but that with just a little love and encouragement revealed its own special magic. By evening, she had made a very important decision. I'll take you to the king, she proclaimed, eyes shining with pride. You're too amazing not to show the world. And so Beatriz nestled the plant into a handwoven basket. She took a deep breath, <sighs> hummed herself a little samba for an extra dose of confidence, then waved goodbye to the tamarinds and cacao trees and set off on her quest. After half a day's travel to the king's castle, she suddenly heard a jolly-sounding voice ring out from the bough of a tree. Beatrice! Yoo-hoo! It's mighty good to see you again! Who's there? It's Porco! Hey, too, babe. Beatrice looked 
into the tree and saw a prickly brown porcupine staring back. Where are you off to? I've never seen you this far from your forest. Oh, I am going to show this plant to the king. Porco climbed down onto Beatriz's shoulder and she lifted the basket lid. <gasps> I wanna come, Beatriz. You do? <laughs> See, Clove, remember when I was feeling down about how most people don't like my pokey little spines? <gasps> you told me I was a shining star. <laughs> That's what friends are for, right? Beatrice added. Eso. Now I want to help you on your epic quest. That's also what friends are for now. Mm-hmm. Please come, Porco, Beatriz buzzed happily. <laughs> and the two walked on together for another few hours, hopping across massive lily pads and squeezing through walls of hanging vines. Do you know what that tree is called, Porco? Beatriz asked, a wide grin spreading across her face. <gasps> oh, I know, a bubble tree, right? Porco said triumphantly. Beatriz giggled. <laughs> I wish, but that's a rubber tree, Porco. Eh, close enough now. <laughs> Porco and Beatriz were still giggling when they heard another squeaking voice coming from the ground. I want to come too. Wait for me. Beatriz almost missed the frog that was hopping after them. She was about the size of Beatriz's thumb, but her bright orange color and shouts gave her away. Beatriz, it's me sapo. Remember when I got lost near that river? <gasps> I got so nervous. But then we sang together. Beatriz scooped the frog onto her finger, looking into Sapo's big, bulbous eyes. When you're planting seeds of doubt, think this song might not come out. Remember that just as you are, you're a bright and shining star And even if you do forget Don't you worry, don't you fret Cause I'll tell you you're the best And put those worries right to rest Beatrice, Porco and Sapo finished together of course you can come along, Sapo, Beatrice exclaimed. Now, let me tell you both about how cool the rubber tree is. First, you have to reel a little hole. Wow! The three travelers chatted merrily through the rest of the day until they found themselves settled around a roaring campfire. Beatrice was cooking her friends a hearty dinner when she noticed a large shadow cast around her. She instantly folded up in fear as the shadow approached, but a scarlet macaw flew into the light before she and her friends could retreat. <gasps> Holy bananas! Sorry to ruffle your feathers. It's just me, Ara. You scared the spines off of Azara? <laughs> Ara squawked apologetically. It's just that one time when my wing was hurt, Beatrice helped me fly again. <gasps> she sang me that song she's always singing. You know the one. <gasps> when you're planting seeds of doubt, 
think they saw All of the animals gathered around the fire began to hum Beatriz's tune. Now that I am all better, I thought I'd help you bring your magical plant to the king. Of course, Ara. I would love for you to come along. And so, with the magical plant in tow, <laughs> Beatriz, Porco, Sapo, and Ara walked, ran, climbed, and forged their way to the king. They trudged under the mangroves, hashed through fields of swaying grass, and visited farms where the tilled land stretched farther than the eye could see. After a week of travel, they arrived at the foot of the castle, and Beatriz hesitated at the towering stone walls that were crawling with vines. She found that she'd suddenly lost the strength to move forward that one final step. She began folding up and noticed her plant fold up with her, both of them losing a bit of sparkle and courage. Porco, Sapo, and Ara all shared a knowing look and then jumped into action. Porco bristled his spines in rhythm. Sapo croaked melodically. Ara sang triumphantly. Your bright and shining star. Beatriz finished with a flourish and went right to a castle guard. I want to speak to the king to, to bring him a magic gift. She puffed out her chest, meeting the guard's eyes with as much confidence as she could muster. The guard turned and disappeared into the massive castle, and Beatriz was led inside a room filled with tall columns and colorful banners emblazoned with the crest of the royal family. Her footsteps echoed as she took the seemingly endless walk to the throne. And what gift do you bring me today? The king demanded. Uh, I come from the rainforest where I found the most magical plant I've ever seen. Look! Beatrice pulled the plant out of the basket and gasped. <gasps> All of its leaves were hanging in the most dejected droop yet. She couldn't help but fold herself up yet again, her hands balled into fists and head spinning. What was I thinking? I don't belong in a king's castle. <sighs> How dare you come to my castle and offer me this pitiful plant? The king exploded from his throne. <clears throat> it it just gets scared sometimes. Beatrice's face flushed red and she grew even smaller than she knew was possible. Guards! Rinka! The king called for his guards. But as they closed in, Ara swooped. Beatrice shines brighter than fire! Beatrice looked over at her friend and couldn't help but stand taller. Down at her feet, a few stars appeared on the edges of the plant's leaves. She's stronger than the mightiest river! <laughs> Sapo added. Beatrice started to smile, and the glittering plant continued to stretch out its leaves. And she is kinder than the gentlest rainforest breeze. <laughs> Porco called out from Beatrice's feet, where the plant also began to sway as if wind blew through the room. Porco, Sapo, and Ara gathered around Beatrice and sang the final verse of her very special samba together. And even if you do forget don't you worry, don't you fret. As they sang, Beatrice fully unfurled and looked up at the king. Look, 
she urged and smiled in the direction of the softly twinkling plant. The king's furrowed brows shot up in amazement. Magic fizzed around the throne, the columns, and the banners gilding them all with golden light. And just when Beatrice thought the plant had truly outdone itself, small pink flowers burst from its stems like fireworks. The plant was even more beautiful than the day she had found it. The king's mouth hung open in shock <gasps> as Beatrice picked up her dancing plant and joined right in with her own celebratory samba. <laughs> we did it! She hugged the plant and twirled, and all of Beatrice's companions, even the king, leapt, spun, and boogied as they gleefully sang along. you <laughs> The end. So, what did you think? Hoodly noodlies! It was glorious! Get ready for the one, the only, Samba Sneak! Samba Wamba Mamba Bamba! <laughs> Beatrice's song was pretty catchy. Um, but what about the rest of the story? I thought it was pretty great too, Meg. Yeah? How come? Well, like when Beatrice and her plant were all curled up or whatever, that's exactly how I felt when I didn't know how to stand up to Wanari. But then Porco, Sapo, and Aura were all like, Have you lost your lizards, you silly little kingy-wingy? Beatrice is awesome! Her plant is awesome! Now let's... Dance a samba. Yeah, that part was pretty great. I like that Beatrice's friends not only stopped the king from being a bully, but they also gave her what she needed to feel better. Like a little bit of cheering on. Um, I just wish I had been able to do that for Andres. Well, Bean, no one has the answers all of the time. I guess. But at least now... I think you have a pretty good on-stick trick if something like this does happen again. Try sending a clear, firm message to the person being unkind and try giving your friend a pep talk or a pep song. <laughs> oh, and one more thing. It's great to stand up for yourself and others, but make sure that you use your eyes and ears. If something starts to feel unsafe, definitely ask a grown-up for help. Hot diggity-wiggity-woo, we've got a plan. Thanks, Meg. Uh, isn't it time to, like, check in with listeners for more unstick trick ideas? Absolutely, Bootly! Yep, let's check in with Arabella, Julian, and Izzy to see how they recommend standing up for a friend. Our friend Arabella, who's five, says she gives them a hug to make sure they're okay. And here's our friend Julian with his sister Addie and Izzy with her mom Melissa. Hi, my name is Julian. I am five. How do you stand up for a friend? Um, I help them take a deep breath. My name is Izzy. I'm six and a half. And my unstick trick is sticking up for a friend. Um, I talk to them and see if they want me to talk to the person who's being mean. And if they say yes, I'll go and talk to the person who's being mean. If they say no, I'll, I'll go and sit on the picnic table and talk to them. Talk to your friend? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think my heart will try to jump into my ears again, but definitely better than just standing there like a terrified volcano with wings. Um, thanks, Arabella, Julian, and Izzy. Yes, thank you. If you have an unstick trick you use when you're sticking up for a friend, we'd love to hear about it. Send your grown-ups to storypillar.com slash unstick tricks. Okay, that's it. We finished our fourth episode of Story Pillar Season 2. Well, sweet samba sandcastles. So, high five, lamb. Holy cheeseball, snake. Whatever the opposite of sugar is, you need some. What? Have you lost your lollipops? Okay, never mind. <laughs> okay, everyone. Thanks for joining us. We'll have new full episodes every other Monday and mini episodes. <gasps> Sneak attacks! And banometer checks. On the weeks in between. Don't forget to have a grown-up join our mailing list and subscribe, rate, and leave a gold star review wherever you love listening. If you have a story suggestion, unstick trick, or just want to say hi, send your grown-up to storypillar.com. They can also find a link there to our Ko-fi page, as well as more information about how to support the show. As always, thanks to Andy Job and Susanna Bridges for their work on our theme song. And for more of their great kids' music, check out andyandsusanna.com or find them on Spotify and iTunes. And an extra giant shout out to Molly Murphy from Dorktale Storytime Podcast for writing our story this week. Grownups, we put a link to Dorktales in the episode notes in case you and your kids are on the hunt for more great stories. And grownups, don't forget to wiggle on over to Instagram. They're not worms. Ooh, wormy, squirmy, giggle, wiggle. Uh. Mm-hmm. Our Instagram handle is at sign StoryPillar. You can also follow Mackenzie Allison, who does our awesome episode cover art at mkallisonart.com. Okay, ready to say goodbye? Bye! I love you! Bye. Come back next time if you want to. Bye, everyone. Remember, sticking up for a friend can be tough. Try one of Arabella, Julian, or Izzy's suggestions... Or try giving your friend a pep talk and sending a clear message to the person being unkind. And don't forget to ask a grown-up for help if you need to. That's what we're here for. Whatever you choose, you got this. And we'll be here cheering you on. Ooh.